Season six, episode four, with Chill Shump on the beat. How's it going, man? I'm good, dog. How you doing, man? Pretty good. So to start off, can you give some background information about yourself? Um, okay. Born and raised in New Britain. Um, kind of always had a little knack for making music. It's been something that's just turned into a little love of mine throughout the years. Uh, picked it up at my teenage years. Mm-hmm. I want to say probably about like maybe 13, 14, as far as like the, the art of producing. And I haven't really stopped, man. It's kind of been the last two and a half years. I've been reaping the benefits of it. So awesome. So talk about when you were 15 years old and your older brother's friend brought in that demo version of FL. Uh, um, <laughs> I was home. I was living on Cherry Street at the time. Um, kicking it downstairs, playing Xbox and whatnot. And my my brother was down. My brother came through and his boy came through with a whole floppy disk of FL Studio Six or Seven. So any of my producers, they didn't know anything about that. That's like kind of vintage. Yeah. So um, he just popped it in on my mom's computer and 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 downloaded and started messing with it. I'm like, what's that? He's like, yo, bro, this is Fruity Loops, man. I'm like, well, what do you do? Fruity Loops. Yeah. I'm like thinking like, yo, Fruity Loops. What the hell is that? <laughs> but um, he's like, yo, bro, man, it's, you just use this, make beats, you make beats with this. I'm like, make beats. Teach me. You know what I'm saying? Like. And you it was just young, like, you yeah, just learn. absolutely. And, and just like, it was like a little one, two, three process, but he taught me the basics. And that was like what I did from that point until like the end of the summer. I want to say it was like, I started making beats in spring of 05, 06. And then I didn't come out my house until like I was going to 10th grade. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, in the basement just grinding. Yeah. Yep, man. So that's just kind of what I did all the time. So. Um, it turned into a hobby and it turned into a love of mine. Yeah. Talk about that first beat you made. Um, There's a whole lot of yo's in that. <laughs> I remember hearing that. Whole lot of yo's in that shit. I mean, um, I just thought it was, it was going to sound dope. And, and, and I mean, I think that was probably one of the biggest uh, starting points for me because mm-hmm. I, I learned that I like sampling. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, um. I mean, for anybody that knows my style of music, I'm a huge on sampling music. Mm-hmm. That's just like, I deal with it from the smallest level to the hugest level of sampling. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like in me at this point. But um, from that point, that's kind of like when I started taking it serious. And I mean, I, I kind of, I was in an era where YouTube was just beginning. Yep. I remember this, you said there was yeah, no YouTube videos. There was no tutorials, at. nothing like yep. that. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing like, of me learning how to make beats or critique my beats and mix and master and nothing yep. like that. I literally had to learn everything on my own. You know what I'm saying? The, today in today's day and age, a, a five year old could Pick look it up, up Fruit just Loops look it up, just yeah. by looking on YouTube and watching yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that gives you an advantage over all these other producers? Then I or? mean, just I just got a lot more wisdom. Mm-hmm. Not really much more of an advantage. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I think the only advantage I really say I have is just my ear. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I have a a great sense of creativity. I know it sounds good. I know it's going to blend well. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like that That developed throughout time. Yeah. You know? I noticed on the blinded sequences, you you had a, a sample that was like kind of like the main melody and then you added, just, you found another one just to throw in there mm-hmm. and it's like, who would like hear these two things and be like, oh yeah, that'll go together perfect. But you do. Right. And, and again, that, that just comes with blending the ear, man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just, Knowing what sounds good, knowing what's gonna rock, know know what's gonna get the crowd going in a sense. Um, 
I mean, I feel like at least my mindset today in producing is like I want to make music that's gonna want people. It makes people want to move. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like making music that makes people dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could I could get into more serious, deeper records and whatnot. But I mean, what I enjoy most is that you type like to of pop. Feel. You like to move. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it works. So talk about that process of just creating the beat. You find a sample, and then mm-hmm. what's next? Um, I find the sample is like my foundation. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for my producers out there, they know how, if they know anything about chopping and slicing up samples and stuff like that. It's like literally taking a five to ten second loop, possibly maybe mm-hmm. it could be longer or whatever. That's just my preference. I like chop my stuff up like in specific parts, and at this point, you manipulate the audio. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you could stretch it to a longer longer uh time span of mm-hmm. the actual audio or you could shorten it in a shorter time to compress audio it. compress it yeah pitch the octaves okay. you know what i mean like speed up the tempo slow down the tempo whatever the case so is. it's never the same you always try yeah. to vary it up a little right exactly and um and then you know you could get into it as far as like you know getting more in- into it with the effects you know what i'm saying like or like reverse and stuff and Mm-hmm. Or, or filtering or flanger and stuff like that's the type of things more like and you get more in detail and sampling but um that's more my foundation mm-hmm. and um it's easy at that point because yeah. like you're right that's to me that's half the battle because that, yeah. that's your melody right it's there. the hardest part almost. you know what i'm saying you got the melody right there so now you gotta do is add drums mm-hmm. do that shit in my sleep you know what i'm saying so yeah pretty much that so how do you get that shit cleared? With you, ha- you said you would need to get an attorney. Like, yeah. what's the process? It's a lot. <laughs> I feel like sampling. That's I the mean, biggest uh, word. Yeah, the sample is a, is a. It could be an endless bag of tricks because, um, for one, it's like for one. I put. I mean, I tell people this now. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about getting shit cleared until like you actually have to cross that bridge. Okay. So let's just say. All right, per- perfect example. Um, Yank Rhythm. We didn't have to worry about that shit until the song hit. Yep. I didn't wasn't worried about clearing it before we dropped the song. Like you just made the beat. Yeah, unless it's co- accumulating a crazy amount of uh, numbers, like mm-hmm. an amount of streams in such a short period of time, gotcha. then that's when you probably might want to consider it. Okay. But until then, like nah, you don't got to worry about that shit. Um, but when you do, <laughs> um. It's best to find either a, a clearance attorney, like yep. like a, a they have they have those type of lawyers in that department. That like, specific that specific lawyer their that, job is to clear samples. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And um, you have to find one of them, go through the, uh, the legal process of it. It's probably like fifty three hundred dollars. Yeah, it could be less than that, mm-hmm. depending on who you know or what what uh, avenues you can yeah. cut through. But that's like the main the the usual fee for it. You know what yeah. I'm saying. And then um. On top of that, you have to worry about um, giving whoever you sampled a uh, clearance, like giving, like paying them their fee, and then on top of that, they're cut. Okay, so you know like if it's someone's song that you're sampling, you got to give that someone their cut of mm-hmm. it because they made the music originally. Originally. Okay. And then by law, you feel me? They're still entitled. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they already made contracts with people back yep. in the day, and whatnot, and if they're and those labels, used, yeah, yeah, like in those labels, they owned. They own the masters. The masters yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's really up to them. Okay. You know? And when you go get a sample, is it something that you you could just like YouTube to MP3 or do you actually get the official version of it when you go and sample it? Um, Yeah, I can, for the most part, I hop on YouTube, man. Okay. <laughs> I hop on you YouTube. I just grab it. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give a little site that not too many people are too familiar about. It's a, a site called whosample.com. Mm-hmm. And it's literally like 
let's say if you found if you like you have a song one of your favorite songs that was made all right so i'm a big fan of um 50 cent you know yeah. what i'm saying he sampled a lot yeah definitely so i could look up 50 cent and look up all the samples 21 questions or many men and yep. stuff like that and just see it. type it on who sampled and they'll throw it up they'll throw the original sample in there mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying or who That's made cool. it they'll like to the point of what part they looped yeah. all types of stuff Oh, so it could even show you. Uh, they went from one minute twenty seconds to one minute thirty. Oh yeah, super detailed. Oh wow, that's super cool. detailed. Yep. And then you also said you found some samples from your step pops uh, every Friday night, just mm-hmm. sitting there playing some oldies. Talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, step step pops is a is a he's one of those guys that's just real classic and funky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, he I, I my studio is still at my mother's crib. Okay. So I go to my mom's house and we have our basement and it's literally split half and half. So one half of the basement is my studio, the other half is his little man cave. Yep. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So you feel me? On our usually it's on our Friday nights. That's where I usually usually spend my nights at anyway in my studio. Yeah. On my weekends. I'm not really out on weekends anyway. So I'm in the studio working. He's in another room watching his little classic funkadelic DVDs and yep. smoking a cigar. Drinking some cognac, <laughs> drinking drink some drinking some cognac, some EJ, whatever the hell. That's just how you go. But um, he, I'm, I'm, I'm literally times and times. I'm, I'm stopping. I'm at a period where I'm stopping my music. I'm just chilling. You know what I mean? Or going through YouTube trying to find stuff. And I just times I just I'm just gassed out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's in the other room playing something that sounds pretty melodic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm open up the room. Hey, what's that? What's going on? What's that over there? <laughs> what you what you mean what was this? Like, come on, young blood, chill out. You don't know nothing about this. Nah, come on. Let me know what the name of that is. I'm gonna use it. Young blood, chill, man. You don't know what you got. You see, listen, you you going you moving too fast right now. You going in like now I gotta break down the history. See, he gets into this whole thing. He gets into this whole thing, but a lot of times I find good good gems for off of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's just another source of inspiration, honestly. He's knowledgeable about all those oldies that you yeah. really need when it comes to sampling. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. Cool. Talk about the Autobots after high school. Um, I joined the Autobots at the age of 19. They were a group of nine lyrical rappers that were super into like just nine golden 90s era's rap. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, starting from the the chief of our crew, which is Op. Um, he was pretty big on, you know, just that stuff. He's like a super huge Wu-Tang fan. Yep. He's, he was rapping back in the early 90s and whatnot. Funny story, my manager and him were actually in the same rap crew together. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there was, there was just some lyrical motherfuckers, man. And um, uh, we he, he, later on, time passed. He took a little hiatus and whatnot, but he wanted to get back to rapping again because his cousin and my brother worked at the same barbershop. Mm-hmm. And so has it. <laughs> Everybody else in that barbershop just happened, well, except of like maybe one or two. Yeah. Everybody else in that barbershop started as rappers too. Yeah, the entertainers either yeah. rapping, producing. Yep. And even to break even more into that, um, the father, I mean, um, the man who owned the uh, that barbershop at the time, his mm-hmm. father is, I mean, his son is Nasty Neff. I don't know if too sure. Oh, yeah. Nasty, Nasty Neff. Nice, hey, bro. He was down the autobots with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was one of the things that we just got into and-, and really like tapped in and we just that's where we used going to shows getting lyrical you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's kind of how i got took in and and it brought my sample game to another level because 
That's all we used. Yeah. All we used the samples. I mean, I can't even tell if you even used the original mm-hmm. melodic non sample like, beat before. You know what I mean? It yeah. was me and two other producers, and we just was getting busy cranking them out. So um, it was definitely, uh, I could say, a key moment or a key moment of my, my path. Would you say producing. that's when you met Ty, Young Ty? Or was that a little after? Shortly after. Okay. Shortly after. Yeah. Okay. Um, talk about being a, f- a producer as well as being a father and how that has changed you. Um, it just picks up, I build up responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, big time. You're not just doing it for you. Yeah, it's not. It's no longer for me at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, my kids got to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's no if ends or buts about that, man. And it's like, I do anything to make that shit happen. Um, it's definitely more of a pressure uh on my definitely more pressure on my shoulders mm-hmm. um it's one it's at a point where i'm definitely more in the position now to move how i want to so it's, i'm a lot more lean to yep. move how i want to now but it's still uh one of the things that i have to like just continue to keep grinding on yeah because if i don't you know shit slows down i can't let shit slow down Every day I'm figuring out a way to like reinvent myself, mm-hmm. you know, rebuild myself, re-evolve myself. Never you know stopping, just keep on going. Yeah, just on go, always. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like I feel like this that separates me with a lot of people out here as far as like in the, in the producing world. This is the state, man. I I I work a lot of motherfuckers out here. It doesn't matter. You're gonna still be working the next day. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and it doesn't mean I'm just in the studio cranking out beats all the time. Nah. I'm figuring out ways to, to just to build my my craft, build my brand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. market I'm yourself, market myself. I'm I'm building, and I'm building connections in places people haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. And you feel me? I tell motherfuckers all the time. I'm being a hood, dolo, yeah. <laughs> but only to, to the politic with certain motherfuckers. You know what yeah, I'm saying? To, like yeah. just to build the relationships with people. So it's never a problem when I could drop I could I could drop some fucking dumb out shit and everything like that. Yeah. Because why? Because you he sat was, down I, and talked I sat to here and put this groundwork. I've sat here and politics with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's the difference between me and people. A lot of other people is just gonna want to sit here and make beats and just expect some shit to pop. Yeah, and send emails all day. Like you think the connection is a little bit more important that networking aspect? I always, I'm all, I've always been taught mm-hmm. that a personal connection is way more intimate and important, and it goes way more of a further way than just what's up. You know what I'm saying, y'all? Check out my beat. Producer, check this out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, relationships go super far. I agree. It's like you have a friendship, and you know that friend's going to want to help you out more than somebody that just likes your music. Right. Yeah. How did you come in contact with Brody Fresh? Um, Through social media. <laughs> the beauty of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's still beauty at the same time, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, through social media, uh, we reached out to each other just you know getting to work with it and he was he I, I could say he helped me out in a sense in a mm-hmm. good sense because um he taught me how my drive needed to be yep i'll be honest with you man that man works tirelessly you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying i i that that set the tone to to for me to know like Do all right same. that's the type of level i need to keep yeah. it on doesn't give doesn't fucking matter that I'm a producer or not. This you know is, what, this I mean? is what like, you gotta do to succeed in the way that he's trying to, to right, succeed. Right, man. Like and with him, it's like he'll take trips to New York and back and forth to New York like it's nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still being here in Connecticut. Yo, I got shot to New York. Yeah. Yo, I gotta shoot to Jersey. Yo, I gotta go to LA. And he's just it's constant. It doesn't stop. Bouncing back and forth. Doesn't stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, yo, 
damn, bro. And you know, and it just I just even being next to him and how he moved, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like he just, taught you a lot. Yeah, you know, just cons- taking it, considering yourself as a brand and a businessman. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's not just a hobby anymore. Absolutely, you know, I could I definitely look look that down. I was like, yo, that's how I need to, you know, that's how I set my tone, keep mm-hmm. that energy up. You know what I mean? What did you see? What did you think when he uh, released "Pray" back in 2015? That dope. was fire. Dope. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't expect it to be that far. <laughs> like I didn't expect it just because my beat. Like I was at I was at a point where I didn't know if this was like for me or not yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know just by how he flipped it and then you know add instrumentation on onto the record that I had on there and just it just. The video was dope as hell. The too. video was like it really captured me. Absolutely, man. It just it railed in, it railed in a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of life into the song, just in general. You know what I'm saying? And, and that also opened my eyes too, as far as like just production. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like because there's like a lot of um, orchestrated instrumentation yeah. that was added on top of my beat. Okay, so it wasn't just your beat on there. There was yeah. extra stuff too. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So post production. Post production. Boom. Yep. So um, that kind of wowed me in a sense because yeah. I didn't know how that was gonna turn out. You know what I mean? And I just always thought bigger at this mm-hmm. point. You know? That was like the next step to you. Absolutely cool. On Great. one of your previous interviews, I saw that you said CT was a redheaded stepchild to NY in Boston, but mm-hmm. now we got the dumb and out movement. Can you talk about that a little bit and talk about how Zo inspired a culture shift from freaking out becoming more universal and not just being for the gangs? Um. Well, Zoe's a man who made it universal. Rest of course, it came from um, came from gang culture. You know, mainly from North and Harvard mm-hmm. Avenue and um, Enfield, Dumbout, and all that, all that shit. And um, Zoe was a guy, was a kid that was a daredevil man. Yeah. Like, he was this guy that just was. If he told him don't do something, he's gonna do it anyway. You know what I mean? But he just found something about that dance to be unique and and catchy. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people just thought he was a crazy kid, but mm-hmm. he was actually a, a marketing branding genius. Yeah. To be honest with you, just the, from the sit downs and talks we actually had, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? So, um, he dealt with all type of flack for that. Yeah. You know, what I mean? at first because of course he was going against the grain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He dealt with repercussions off of that shit just because mm-hmm. he wanted to make this shit universal. But he didn't fucking care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Going. And kept going until the point that he just the hood just accepted it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um he elevated it. I'm not gonna say he birthed it, I'm not gonna yeah. say he created it, but he elevated it into another level where it it was so contagious mm-hmm. that, you know, everybody just wanted to sit. Everybody was re- regenerating, you know, just like trying to be like him mm-hmm. instead of, you know, more in the sense of, of doing it for the hood. You know what I'm saying? Like it's something when you go to a little kid party and yep. see nothing but pure teenagers doing this, doing this. You feel me? Like, yeah. and it's it's because of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's like, and it's like, it's not. They're not stopping. Yeah. Like the moment they walk foot into the party to the moment they, they leave. Going. You know what I'm saying? Like it's he's brought he brought that energy to a space where. This is a continuous trend that is catching. Yeah. Not just in Connecticut. It's outside of Connecticut. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. And um, he birthed. I mean, not, it's not, he didn't birth it. He's just, it's because of him. It's because of him, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, we started working, like, in early of 2017. 
And people think I've been with I've been working hand in hand with Zoe for years, but that was never really the case. Yeah. I probably was working with him maybe ten months before he left. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just to sit here and 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 him have have him change my mindset on producing. Like, um, I'm thinking about certain music to work with and samples, and I'm giving them just running through records. Like, yo, how about this? Nah, nah, kick not that. All right, how about this? Nah, okay, that ain't gonna work. How about this? Mm, it's straight, but uh, I could do something. But nah, okay, listen, we need something for the parties. Like, we need something like, 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 make my way downtown, sample that shit, but freak it though, kick. Nah, you need something like MC, bye, bye, bye. Like, freak that shit, kick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. make it something that's high tempo, speed up the tempo, yeah. but make it bouncy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, he, and little did I know at the time, he was molding me to make my own sound. Yeah. You feel me? And it was just, I'm Where just you thinking, are now. right. And I'm just thinking, like, yo, this kid just want fucking party shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but he put me in a position in the lane. He had that vision. Right. He put me in a position in the lane to prosper. And because of that, I'm in forever debt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's never, and it's, that's how I've always been as far as like how he goes, because he really put me in the lane where, yo, kids. Like, bro, I swear to God, a lot of you know, I'll be walking down the street, I'll hit the mall. Yeah. And kids will be like, yo, you're the guy who made the Making My Way Downtown record for, for yeah. Zoe, for Gangsta, Li- for Gangsta Licious. I'm like, yeah, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? She's like, yo, kid, yo, I listen to that every day, yada, yada. And I'm like, yo, he really was that much of an influence to our fucking state, man. Trap Phone Fetty told me, he was like, I went to the mall with him one time, and people were just like, Gangsta Licious, Gangsta Licious. They were surrounded, like kids were surrounding him, pulled yeah. their phones out like he was a real life celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he would go to the mall just to flex, man. And that's just yeah. how he was. And the one thing about him, he loved the youth. Mm-hmm. He loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just something that, like, was uh, something he thrived off of. And, um... He just had this infectious thing in him to make you smile. Yeah. No matter what the fuck it was, whether it's him fucking dying his hair or him doing dumb shit and posting on the gram just making you laugh mm-hmm. or fucking him just being a, d- a dumbass, just yeah. doing a, doing dickhead shit just to fucking <laughs> piss you off. That's just what's up. You know what I mean? But it, I feel like in my eyes, he was an angel, man. Like, yeah. hey, if, 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 I mean, as far as my memories, my beliefs, Angels only here for so long. Mm-hmm. You feel me? They come here, they, they serve their purses, up. and then they go. That's so sad. I I sadly never got the chance to meet him. I, I saw the, his movement just like when I started making the breakthrough, and I wanted to reach out to him, but it was too late. And I, you know, it's it, it's so sad. But I just want to like keep helping, like keep his name out there mm-hmm. and help his friends out. Like sixty shot and Big Red J Rock, they're killing it. Trap phones killing it. Everybody just like that had that like you said he's infectious mm-hmm. everybody who had him around him is just killing it now yeah absolutely a6 zo that's uh, rest in peace man yeah absolutely man that's my little bro man rest in peace big head <laughs> crazy so moving on to musicology over the years i saw that you met with knox beats and mm-hmm. there was a process of just because can you talk about how much of a stressor that one song was to you it was a stressor because i didn't i i still take i i I mean, now I've been able to accept the L that I took off of it, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't have my business right. Yep. And this is, was this was uh, a knowledge chump at the time. You know what I'm saying? And young. Um. Yeah. Young minded. Not young minded. I wouldn't say young minded. Just I wasn't in tune of what I needed to do as far as having my business, business right. And I just was like, it. hey man, I make a beef for somebody. Okay, they put on out. <laughs> I'm rich, but yeah. like, 
that wasn't really the case. It was more or less like, hey, um, you have to get yourself an attorney. Mm-hmm. I never had to get a fucking attorney in my fucking life. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of attorney? <laughs> you, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't I even know where the first the first place to step in it. But I mean, I met Knox uh, in the beginning, or no, it was more late 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on his panel. I was doing that musicology. I really thought I had a whole bad night yep. there. I mean, I felt like I was like the worst talent the offer that night and um he seen something in me for whatever reason he saw the potential so he just told me like hey man just keep in touch Mm -hmm. i'm working with the johnny lucas guy and he's like gonna start my album that was that was like like, happy birthday right yes right like literally like that happy birthday record dropped like yesterday from that point that's crazy you know what i'm saying that one is crazy yeah wild you know what i'm saying so he was like yeah man i'm gonna be working with this guy a lot more so just keep in touch with me so um, the next day, I, like, flood this guy's fucking email with Mad Beats, and mm-hmm. he just hits me back, like, yeah, man, uh, I got your beats, bro. Um, I don't think none of these are it, <laughs> but it's all right, man. It's okay. We could collab on something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just just keep in touch with me, bro. And at that point, I thought that was that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, okay, well, fuck it. Yeah. Keep moving on. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I kept worried about myself. I remember I went to LA with Brody Fresh. He wanted to go work on his album, and we came back. Mm-hmm. It's different energy, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm a big guy on vibes, so it's like I like to big base my music off the vibes I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming back from LA, it was yeah, a better vibe. It was a better vibe, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I was making different music. Um, I threw a snippet up of one of the beats that I recently made at that point, and um, not seen it, and he tagged Junior's in there but it wasn't like that was on facebook right yeah it wasn't like joiner's like fan page it was like joiner's real facebook you know what i'm saying i'm like what the fuck you know what i'm saying and then he just shortly after he's just like yo bro hit me up and um he was like i called him and he's like yo bro man send that beat to me i'm with joiner right now bro i'm about to i'm about to like play for him and Mm -hmm. see what we could do with it so i sent to asap and he hit me back like 20 minutes later. And he's like, yeah, bro, man, I sent the man, and uh, he doesn't really like it. Um, just I guess it's just not it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like really trying to like just be like, okay, whatever. It is be what it is. positive about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And dude's just like, but I'm being sued this guy like all week. So mm-hmm. just keep sending me beats, bro. Just keep sending them. Keep sending them. Flood the email. So, yeah, I just kept flooding his email. Just I kept creating and sending, creating and sending, creating and sending, and creating and sending, and there's always something wrong with it. Yeah. Eh, it's not really the melodic vibe. He's like, he's like, eh, that's yeah, it's gonna probably have to go on this record. Eh, we don't really want the chance and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, how picky is this fucking <laughs> dude, man? Like for real. Yeah. And um, that just happened to be one of the worst weeks I've had, like in a long time like seriously like all types of ill mm-hmm. um fucking situations going on at home uh fucking close friends passing away it was just it was a badass week mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and um it came down to literally the last day with like the deadline and yep. i just was like i just sat down looked at my laptop and just was like what do i have Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just found one specific record that had a Jazzy Bell sample, and 
I just told myself, yo, listen, man, if he doesn't like this, I got nothing for this dude. Yeah. You feel me? And I sent it off and he just me back. He's like, yo, bro, he, he likes this one. Like a lot. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, Not even thinking that this was going to be anything. Right. You know what I mean? And he just said, y'all keep you posted. So that record went through like a roller coaster of his own. Yeah. Because it went to just being an interlude to it making an album mm -hmm. to being the title record for the 508 album. That was really like they their first idea was to name the album just because. Okay. And then going back to it just being on an album yeah. and then fighting for the sample clearance and everything like that because that was a whole battle alone. Yeah. Like, you know imagine. what I'm saying? So, um, it had the outcast sample, right? Yeah, yep. And that had to get that had to that had to get cleared. That it was wasn't, all in the comments, bro. Everybody yeah. was like, "Yo, this outcast sample, that's amazing." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like to be honest with you, like they like their people fought for that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and again, mind you, it doesn't really come down to the artist, really. Mm -hmm. Like Andre 3000 heard the song and loved it. Yeah, it was more like the label, the label. Yeah, and who owns the masterings? You know what I'm saying? They're more like the guys are just like, "Yo, we have to like you know." You had to they either had to up the up the up the fee for them mm -hmm. or up the percentages. So they ain't working working its way through. Yeah. And um and clearing it. So uh I just to be on there, I got I got I made a, a placement with a list of with Boy the, Wanda. Yeah, well a list of A one producers and a fucking dope ass spitter, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's just that's always gonna be a milestone in my career. You know what I mean? just to say that I got to, I got to work with these guys. And he's from Massachusetts, right? Yeah, he's from Worcester. Oh, cool. Yeah, yep. So pretty close by. Uh, uh, also at Musicology, the, this was the last one, you had the flip mode challenge. Can you talk about how it went from the flip mode challenge to the yank rhythm? Um, That was alone. Again, like, that was just, that beat alone, I did not know where that was going. Mm hmm I didn't know where I, where it was going. I just knew it was energy. I was just trying to keep it up. Yeah. Um. I made that beat like a week after Zoe died. Mm -hmm. Shortly talking to Snow at one of his events. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just like, yo, let's just keep the energy up. You know what I'm saying? And I sent that beat to, for her to dance off of. At the time, she was really just a dancer. She yeah, was she not had, a like, rapper. Yeah, she followers or something just yeah. from dancing. Yeah, she was just really just a dancer. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So she sat there and made a video of her dancing. It's exactly what she did. Um. That was in front of Eddie's, right? Or was that nope. something else? Nope. That was, it was a, if you scroll on my IG, you'll find it. Okay. You'll find it. Literally like the, one of the last weeks of December 2017. Okay. Um, uh, where was I going with that? But yeah, yeah. Okay. Boom. She did the video. Time passes. Um, and again, like she hits me up like probably in April or March saying she wants to rap. Do you mind if you use the beat? Yeah, I had no problem with it. Go right ahead, you feel me? You the homie, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just really thought of that record of being like some flip mode, mode challenge. People yeah. just dumbing out to whatever, and yeah, you go just go do what you do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, I played it at Musicology just to test run it, just to see like what the record was. You know, kind of energy the like record had. Fucking with it. Hell yeah, the Fuck crowd. Them. I just I wish my cameraman panned it to the crowd. Cause it was going crazy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, uh, I just seen the energy to it, and she came back. It was shortly after she came back with the song, and I was just like, Yo, this is for your first song. This really ain't bad, you know what I'm saying? It's actually yeah. kind of fire. And, um, before I knew it, 
she threw a snippet up on her page and the shit just went absolutely crazy bonkers crazy bro and again like this is like i've never seen a record with that much power like that much power like to the point where you forced a radio station's hand to play your record yeah it wasn't like yo we grabbing this record because we just you know i like it no it was like yo this is literally the hottest record in the fucking state. Right now. If you don't play this shit, you look like a fucking hater. I remember hearing it on you 93.7 driving like mad time. Yeah, just absolutely. One day. Absolutely. Like they kept, it was like, I think the weekend when it dropped, they played that record like, <laughs> I couldn't, like, it was it was so crazy because my phone wouldn't stop oh, ringing. My phone was like, they're just record people recording it on stories, Instagram, Instagram Snapchat, Snapchat. <laughs> yo, I'm telling you, going crazy. Like, it was just, I never seen like that in my life. Just like a record be that That's powerful. Or at least me being a part of something that powerful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just the time span of that was just literally a, everything was just going, going, going. Because it went from the snippet to the video dropping to shit hitting on the radio and then us going walking into labels. You know what yeah. I'm saying, and this was like literally, like literally in the time span of less than a month. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You like, guys met with French, right? Yeah, yep. We met with French too, and that was a fucking Huge. dope ass. French is a solid nigga, yo. for real, Bet. for real, solid dude. Like, it was embracive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. We walked up in there. He's over there recording his song for, for recording his song for Jay Critch, and he just had his head down in another room. Mm-hmm. We just in the, the the engineer room chilling, like you know. Waiting for him, I guess. Yeah. And I like my first impression was like, yo, this dude's probably gonna be like mad fucking Hollywood or some shit. Yeah. But it is what it is. Whatever, man. At least I can say I'm in here. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, like after he got done doing his verse, he came to the engine room, engineer room and went straight to us. Oh, that's cool. Went straight to us, like, yo, like, I'm happy for y'all, man. Like, y'all <laughs> had no idea. Like I Connecticut I came up off Connecticut. You feel me? Okay, so to yeah. actually see Connecticut CT artists booming. like yeah, CT artists finally got one. And that shit is booming. Like yo, man, whatever y'all need for me, just holler. You know what I mean? So it was like it was definitely an abrasive moment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, it was so like that. Just that timing was just crazy alone. Like um, there was a time, right? I'm telling you, like we had. All right, it was like the first day that we had with the meetings, mm-hmm. and. We that day that day how that day was set up. We were supposed to see RCA and we were supposed to see Def Chan. Yep. We had our meeting with um we had to see our lawyer our lawyer first and then go straight to RCA. Yep. RCA is in like the Sony offices, like just a big ass fucking building. It's just Sony owns Skyscraper. it. Skyscraper. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sony owns it, right? We're in the fucking lobby. Going through security clearance. This little short, tiny little short white lady runs right up the snow. She goes, Hey, uh, are you Snow Bro? And she goes, Yeah. And she's like, Yo, that's crazy. I've been talking to DJ Buck about you for like the last two weeks now. Hi, I'm so and so. I'm the senior vice president of Columbia Records. What are you doing here? And then she's like, We have a meeting with RCA. Threw shade on them. She's like, Yeah. Well, you need to come down to uh, Columbia, right? Like, like, listen, like label meetings were falling in this girl's fucking lap. Yeah. That's how crazy it was. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was trying to grab her. You feel me? Like literally, like like think of fucking LeBron James when he was about to get drafted. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like was it was that crazy. School. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, we got to the point with it where uh, it just like she found us. She found herself a home with Island. Yep. And um, 
Who is Island Thru again? Is it's, that a, it's a, yes, it's a it's a branch off from Def Jam, but it's yeah. more of an international okay. uh, record label. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But all she found her home with that. I just feel like to me, it's just it's, it's a milestone and um, a testament of my hard work because yeah. it's like, yo, you made a record for a girl, literally a girl who didn't really have any type of reference before this, and she got signed. That's crazy. Off of that, you know I what I'm saying? A, I have a friend from back home, and he's like. You know Snopra? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. How do you know her? Yeah. He's like, I love her shit. Like, just talking about yeah. it. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's just, I'm telling you, man, like, it was just uh, such a, that was such a surreal time and back then, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's it's not like the vibes slowed down. They're still going. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just, it's the vibes of the song still going. Trust me, the song's still going to be pushing in a crazy way. Just give it some time. Yeah. We got a lot more shit with that record. Um, And, uh, Snow's doing her thing right now, man, and she got a lot of shit coming. So you know, she just calling out. Um, yep, she got calling. Um, it's the this, Freak Like Me record that yep. she just released. Um, in yeah, uh, what was the one where she did at the carnival? Oh, not the, carnival. Oh, the soft drink record the that she had. Yep. That was that was like her, her her. That was the one that followed right after that, and that had a buzz too. Yep. Um, but yeah, like just in general, uh, where things are going right now, it's a good space. Um. I, I'm in a good space off of that, just off of that record alone too, mm-hmm. man. You feel me? And I feel like there's a lot of tangibles that through that record. Yeah. It wasn't just snow being on the hook and it wasn't just my beat just being booming. It was like the everything around it too, like the vibe, but the vibes of it. It was a tribute to Zoe for one. Yeah. Um I loved that beginning of the video. Absolutely. Um it was it was there's a dance to the the song. The dance yep. comes from a, a culture. You know what I'm saying? It's it's Zoe's boys full effect, yep. and from the deuce, from the AZ so and the two hundred three dancing and dumbing out, so it looks like a connect. You know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of things about that record that, a lot of tangibles about that record that made that record what it was. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? That's I'm so glad to see that it's still going and absolutely it, like Snow's just killing it, man. Um, talk. We're gonna go back a little, but talk about the sessions at Studio Red in Bloomfield. What did you learn from them? Um. <laughs> My man Todd Nitty. <laughs> um, also known as two four. Yeah. Um, this guy is and means to my eyes, like is the real originator of the sound of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's like been killing it. Absolutely. Um, if guys if people aren't really too familiar with him, that was the producer of Noise Lucky record. Yep. Um I've been working with him for years now. You know what I mean? Like less like more than just like a a, a cold a colleague or mm-hmm. a you know, conglomerate. That's more like my brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, me and him know where this shit's going. You know what I mean? And me and him have been, I've been in this lane for quite some time now. You know what I mean? So it's we're starting to reap the benefits, the benefits of it now as we speak. So um, curators of the sound. Absolutely, I believe he's the one who birthed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like you could really, I could call back a songs in '06. Mm-hmm. And that was it had that bounce, you know what I'm saying? It was like it was other songs, it was like Feature Our Lives, Jenkins that record, Todd Nitty made that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, just to be with him and and uh, we spent a lot of time on Mike Flo's King Go VK record, yep. Just him and recording engineer and co-producing records with me, um, we figured out our knack, yeah. In a sense, you know what I mean, just to keep the shit pushing and moving forward. So yeah, I mean, I definitely like he's one of the guys that's just like, and like that's been, he with him too is like, I'll never have to worry about no bullshit. Like he's not gonna let no bullshit rock. Yeah, you feel me? We could be working on a record and I could do some shit. He's like, nah, that ain't it. 
Cut that out. Cut it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, I'll fight, I'll fight with him. I'm like, yo, not nah. he's like, dog, that shit's not gonna sound right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yo, he's not a yes up. man. Yeah, absolutely. You feel me? And and that helped me. Yeah. To be honest with you, that helped me a lot. Similar to like what you were saying with Zoe when he was like, eh, I don't know if you should do yeah. that. Yeah. Like, that's what the people you need around you, especially mm-hmm. when you're someone that like it's you making your beat, so you're like you're gonna like whatever you put out. So absolutely. someone else with an outside ear is gonna be able to help you be right. like, this is right, this is not right. Absolutely. That's cool, man. How about Annoyed? I saw you worked with him for a little. What's your favorite Annoyed record? Um, in general, or just what we worked it worked on together? Uh both. Okay. So um, in general first. In general, my one of my favorite Annoyed records is uh, temporary that he had on an Autumn Cincinnati uh, Autumn Cincinnati project, and um, I'll be honest with you, man. I got I just I'm a I'm a guy that knew that man for a very long time now. So there's older records from that that I'm like just huge fans of. Mm-hmm. But um to come from temporary and then he did the cardboard box on it. I love I love Cardboard Box is amazing. Um he the Monica record that he had on the uh on his album. Uh, uh what was that? What was the album called? I can't recall it sometimes. Uh Once in a Burgundy Moon. Yeah, Once in a Burgundy Moon. Um here's a here's the here's a flicker to that, right? That that record was done years ago, on another beat. Really? Seriously, I still got the shit in my email. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that record was done a long time ago from a whole other beat. You know what I mean? Like, that's just he just it was just in the vault, right? You know what I mean? And he just found like a different vibe for it, and they, yep. they went forward with that vibe. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah man, again, like, I, I I was around for the beginning with this kid. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I know like just where he blossomed, how he's blossomed, and where he came from. That's crazy. Yeah. Him and Mike both are just like speaking about both of them. The making of Goats was probably really cool to see. That was actually the first time I heard both of them rap. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, and didn't even know that you were the producer behind it yeah. too. So like when I went back and listened to it last night, I was like, I heard Chill Shump on the beat. And yeah. Like, Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um. That was more of my I think that's my favorite record with Annoyed. Um just off of that, just with the energy. Yeah, the energy and the, the lyricism and just Two to know how Scotty. I was about to say, like just me knowing how lethal they can really fucking get. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're like they're 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 just their vault alone when they get into it, it's it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's scary. You really want to talk about some lyricism shit? I've never seen at least as far as I'm I'm a quote this. Yeah. By as far as like lyrical motherfuckers in the state, I don't know nobody any more lyrical than them. I don't. And I've seen a lot the of motherfuckers out here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like and with annoyed, it gets so witty with him that he'll he'll, he'll put double entendres and double entendres mm-hmm. and it'll take you the second and third time around to realize like yo, he really mixed that shit together. It's like Lil Wayne, bro. You know, it's crazy. It's swear to God, it's shit's fuck fucking crazy. Um it's with them guy with them guys, it's gonna take nothing but just one good chance. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or one good chance just showing the element. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just in, in full form. And then the level of respect is gonna be set. Yeah. That's gonna set the tone. You know what I mean? There are already like, people like I, I think it was Royce to five nine shouted out and Yeah, absolutely. Like that's huge. I yeah. think DJ Premier too. Yep. You know what I mean? Like these are guys that Respect this man's pen. Yeah, you know what I mean. And when Mike gets in the same position, it's gonna be the same exact thing. Mike you know what I mean? Flow, like, bro. yeah, absolutely. So it's just like with these guys, they they got it, and it's like I knew it. I've mm-hmm. been doing it. 
Yeah. It's just going to take just the right situations, the right times for these guys to sit here and prosper. And they're not going to stop. Yeah. You know, no, no time soon. Yeah. No time soon, man. So um, with uh, with Annoyed, it's going to get a little crazier. I know within time, just because of just I know what they're plotting. Yeah. I know what they're plotting, man. It's, gonna, it's just it's just get ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can get say. Get ready, man. Yeah. Absolutely. How did you meet Mike? Um, I met Mike in like 2012, I believe. Um, and I was at some party. I remember seeing him on a Hot 93.7 cipher, the one that had Jitter on the track in it. And okay. this kid was like, this was like a young 17 year old Mike Flows, and he just was spitting. And I just recall me personally feeling like, yo, this was the hottest fucking rapper in that cipher. Yeah, he was up in there jitting a couple other heads, but I was like, yo, nah. Him. Him. This young ass kid. Yeah, just fucking, who the fuck is this kid? You know what I'm saying? This is back when I was still doing that all about shit. And he's from uh, New, uh, New Britain as well, right? Nah, nah. Mike is from, originally from Hartford, but okay. he resides out in Bloomfield. Okay. Um, But I just recall that. I remember going to the party, and he was up in there dancing, being Mike. You know what I'm saying? So I go up to him, I'm like, yo, you're you Mike kid. Flo's kid, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, what's up? I'm like, yo, listen, man, I'm producer. Um, I got beats, man. Fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like this. That's kind of how the relationship started. And a retrospect. And the rest um, is history. Yeah, you know, it's just it was just we sat down first time I was linking just on some one on one shit. I sat there and I was like, "Yo, so what you looking for?" He just said, "Yo, make anything." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, "Like uh, hip hop and like just anything." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, so." Grabbed a sample, worked on the beat. Took me like 45 minutes. Yeah, yo, all right, boom. So you feel me? I got you with this beat. I, like, usually, like how I was used to it was yeah. like rappers would take like a day or so to get he their shit done. And you feel me? Like, and with him, it was just like, I mean, you got prozos? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, just throw it up. I'm like, sure. what, you got like a verse done? He's like, nah, the whole song. I'm like, Whole song, he's like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. In my head, I'm thinking, yo, you definitely fucking bullshit my whole beat. But all right, whatever, fuck it. But he really did his thing on the shit. Heat, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, oh, okay, all right. This is dope. <laughs> yeah. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> Let's work more. And just we built off. We built since then, man. That's just how we've been. Like that's really like my fucking brother, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we was able with Mike, man. It's just like one of them things where. We came a long way together in this, and um, we've gained our respect together with this. Yeah, Mike is one of the guys who got me like super versatile mm-hmm. with my produce, like with just my producing skills in general. And um, King Over K was probably like Namaz, like probably our best project to date mm-hmm. because um, a lot of things popped off from that. You know what I mean? Just off of like him getting acknowledged by the by Connecticut as being a respected rapper for one. Yeah. And um, us dropping the Ghost record on Christmas and that shit going crazy. And I bet that went crazy. Yeah, that went crazy. And it was like shortly after you get a call from Funk Flex, like, yo, come through for a freestyle. Okay, so it's right after that. that yeah, like literally, that was the reason why Funk Flex called him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, he was like, yo, man, I need you over here. And before you knew it, it was like probably the day after we was on in New York. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you could do what he do. And then he killed that too. Yep. And we've just been maintaining energy, and everybody dumbest out now, and that's going fucking crazy. 
Yeah, bro. Yeah. Let's not ha- let's talk about everybody everybody dumb and that mm. that's been going, bro. Crazy right now. And it's like I again the pace of that record is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just a consistent pace, but just keeping the momentum at a at a steady level. Yep. And it's still working, man. We're still getting we're still getting that shit ran on the radio to this day. Um it's getting ran at parties. Kids love it. <laughs> no, I bet the Everybody kids love else it. love it. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, it's it's culture. Yeah. And it's just we gonna we gonna do the video soon, and that's gonna be a crazy motherfucker. And oh, that's gonna it. go. That's gonna blow. Absolutely, man. So we just we gonna keep it booming. Do you know when? Are we able to know what what time you guys are gonna release that? Or is release it. Oh shit! I don't even know myself. <laughs> no tubby shit no more. <laughs> <laughs> you just give them the beat. <laughs> Can you talk about the process of making seven compared to King OVK? Like, what was different about it? Um, we did King OVK in like three months. Okay. Just grinding. Yep. You know what I mean? Just getting the records out. Um, we took our time a lot more with seven. Just that was me. I was more in the vibe of like getting the original production out the way with mm-hmm. majority of that project. Um, and uh, like ninety percent of it. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, just trying to form my name as mm-hmm. a as a producer and even more of it as an executive producer. Just yep. wearing that cap. You know what I mean? Just like yo, all right. Well, we should form records like this. Mm-hmm. This would probably work if we go about this way. That type of it's stuff. Is executive producing more like curating yes. the playlist? Yep. Okay. Definitely. Um, and that's more of my the lane that I'm I'm hopping into more yep. these days, and I'm just I'm trying to like you know, m- master. That's why I'm studying it a lot. You know what I mean? Like just executive producing music is more just of just getting people on one record. It's like, all right, how you guys gonna form this record? Yeah. How's this gonna come about? How are you gonna details. utilize them? So you're pretty much your 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 quarterback in the whole situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you should still have them as a running back and the wide receiver scoring mm-hmm. on the touchdown. Right. But you gotta you gotta micromanage everything. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What was your personal favorite song off of seven? Uh Little Things. And why is that? I just fucking love the vibe of that song, man. Mm-hmm. The hook is crazy. Um the beat, I was just on some different energy. I what I literally did was um I grabbed a sample from the dream. Mm-hmm. Um, the dreams with the dream and Mariah Carey, my love, that song. And that song with like just that little one part that ooh, ooh I just reversed it. And then I just like added a bounce. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and just end up coming together. Like I was just like, yo, this is kinda wild. Whoa. And I sent him the mic and he fucking lost his lid and before you knew it, we just recorded and did the song. So dope. I still feel like that song has strong potential to for us to push. Yeah, definitely. like I still feel that way heavy. <laughs> music is timeless, man. That's the biggest. Absolutely. Thing. We live in an age where it's like almost like microwave music, but there's songs that are from the '70s still bopping, like that people still play places. So it's like anything that came out in like 2017, 16, even 18 is is perfectly fine. People mm-hmm. can play that shit. Like, right? It's not old. It's just old to young kids. Right. Exactly. But I mean, again. We got, I know, we've we've been, we've we've came a long way now where we have teams and management and uh, we learned a lot of like just records. Nothing is done for. Nothing's yeah. old. Nothing is. Think about it. Like let's put it like this. It took fucking Trap Queen for Fetty Wap two years to pop. Oh, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? That. Like, 
literally two fucking years. But did it come out in like 2013 and then? It was like a song that came out. When was it? When did Pop Queen come out? That 2014? Let me look that up. Track Queen. Release date. 2015. 2015. So I want to say it was like 2013, possibly. Interesting. Yeah. It says following its online premiere in March 2014. 20, oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah. So, yep. a year still. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He released it and then didn't think that, that he was going to get all that success. Mm-hmm. He's like, I released it and nothing came out of it. But then, sometimes you just need to work records, man. You yeah. work records and all. I mean, sometimes, and it's like, it's, it's just the long run of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you could push a record. And it may not get that much of a presence or, or strong uh, influence at the first like go for it. Mm-hmm. But just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. If you keep pushing it, it's gonna stumble in the hands of somebody. Yeah, that who can be a stronger influence. Mm-hmm. So if they they if they are, they're liking it and they're one they want to rock with it, they're gonna help They'll you help out. Push it, which is gonna give you more of a push. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and just sometimes shit just snowballs effect out from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes I just need that one shot. That's cool, bro. Let's talk about the making of A60 Anthem. How did you start uh, working with 60 Shot and Big Bread J-Rock? Uh, well, I met 60 Shot through just Zoe. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like that's just that energy. It wasn't until like Zoe passed away. That's kind of when I really met working. him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And started working with him. Um, I didn't even meet J-Rock when, really? I, when that record came out. Mm-hmm. I just knew him. Yeah. I swear to God. Sadiq is the one who threw the record on mm-hmm. And then I was just like, oh, who the fuck is this big dude? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, And that one was just like a record I was just in a vibe with. You know yeah. what I mean? I was kind of fresh off of Yank Grinham getting his buzz. Fire, you know what I mean? Appreciate it, man. And um, I'm just trying to keep the energy up pretty much. Yeah. So that's kind of where that, that vibe came from. That, that got some good attention from the fader, bro. Absolutely. It's a song of the summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not even from CT. They said song of the oh, summer. Absolutely, man. And uh, shout out to Fader for that, man. Um, it's definitely like, th- and then again, like this is why I was. I just how I feel. Like you feel me? Like I'm not. This ain't no fucking fluke of what I'm doing right now, man. Like mm-hmm. this is proving my testament and just like, or this is a testament of like what I can do and how I can carry a sound to yep. get motherfuckers pushing. You know what I mean? This is just based off the energy off of. So, yep, and alone, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I know where this can go, mm-hmm. that's why I'm just I'm working as hard as I can, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really pushing and grinding every single way I can, just it's coming out, it's coming out great, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exactly what you wanted to plan out, man. Absolutely. And like, I'm, I'm very proud of like the movement that you guys got going, it's definitely one of the most influential things in the state right now, and mm-hmm. it has been for the past year, bro. And yeah, man. it's only getting bigger. So going away from the music, let's talk about modeling at Smooth's All CT Fashion Show. What was your favorite brand there? Ty, uh, of course I'm gonna say Black Lotus. <laughs> they from the hometown, man. But um, uh, Survival has some dope ass shit, man. Yeah. Um, shout out to Smooth. Uh, she put together a great uh a fashion show out there. Um, we're kind of where was that? Sorry. It was in Meriden. Okay. It was in Meriden. That's just, she she found a video out in Meriden. We just let it run through. Um, but pretty much. How everything is forming together, it's just like I was just trying to find ways to innovate myself. Yep. It's like, yeah, it don't got nothing to do with music, but fuck it, go out there. Hey, man, you're like it's two. networking. Yeah, you know, it's, it's networking at the same time. It's gonna be, you're gonna be around a shitload of cameras. Why not, bro? Yeah. You're two seventy five. It's okay. Rub your <laughs> belly a little bit. It's all right. Don't worry about it, man. You know. Yeah. So, um, 
And on top of that, you feel me? Just my relationship with Smooth, she was helping me out a lot, especially mm-hmm. when the Yank Rim shit was hot coming out. So it was like pretty much given. So Give, rubbing her back after she helped you out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scratch my back, I scratch your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. And last thing I want to talk about before we go into future endeavors, how about this documentary? When are we gonna get to see it? It's gonna be throughout the process of the album. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. So as, when the album drops, you're gonna get the the documentary. Yep. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. And now we're going into what's next. So let's talk about this project. What can we know about it? Collaboration album. Oh, um, what you can know about this is if I tried to do this shit at the same time last year, it would have been a fucking flop. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, this is one you, I, I feel like this is going to be a strong group of work. This mm-hmm. is based off of my hard work yep. throughout the years of me just being a producer in this fucking state. And building off the relationships that I built off and met the people that I've met and making the sacrifices that I've made, this is kind of going to be my testament of it. You know what I mean? Um, I've grinded a shitload of a lot just to get to the point where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To the point where with certain people that's going to be on this album, it'll be like, okay, you got to go through management. We got to pay a fee or something like that. And it's not that. I call, I ask, they say when. Okay. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's like that is... At least the, that, to me, is the beauty of it. Because mm-hmm. other motherfuckers, it'd be like, well, we're going to need at least a 15 out of fee plus more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And our splits and everything else. And it's not even that. It's not to that case. It's not even to that case. It's like I've grinded so hard that, you know, it's not really that. They want to help you out. They want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they know the significance of this and where it can go and how I'm trying to impact. It could be the biggest project out of CT in the past couple of years. Man. I feel like it will. I, I don't see why it wouldn't. <laughs> I feel like it will. So that's why, for me, like, me, I'm wearing a different cap in this project now. Yep. It's not like I'm just producing everything. Now, I'm pretty sure the now. executive producer, right? You know what I'm saying? So now I got, I, I did a whole bunch of searching for producers. Yep. Um, I'm gathering up people just to work on my records. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a, it's a team around this whole album, man. I got I got A&Rs. I got uh creative visionaries i got a camera crew i got just a whole bunch of people around me right now that's gonna help me get this shit together and um i don't want to i don't want to release the name yet at least not on air um and I'm, i don't want to release how i'm going to present the album mm-hmm. yet yet but when i do it's going to be crazy you know it's what coming. i'm saying and and i have plugs now that to get this shit into higher places you know what yep. i mean so um just, exciting. Yeah, man. It's gonna be a fucking just just strap your seatbelt, man. Big break. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be something crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where do you see yourself in one year, five years, and ten years? Uh one year. <sighs> just still holding shit down for the state. Yep. Being the man that I am and and, and and but just in a higher position where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Um five years. Uh my empire would be somewhat off the ground. Yep. You know what I mean? And um again I'll be wearing a different cap. You know what I'm saying? Like I've considered producing as a chapter in my life. Yep. You know what I mean? And um going more into like A and R. Yeah, A and R and and just, you know, sending people off through to like, you know, sending my recommendations off to certain artists that Being I believe. A gatekeeper almost. I hate to use that term yep. because I feel like it, would, it wouldn't rely to me, mm-hmm. but I want to help. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What like can. I want to be that influence to people, to, to, to artists from here that can't get to that next point mm-hmm. to help guys like, yo, this, this guy's serious. Be. This guy's dope. He has the talent yep. and he's, is, you know, he's just, he's doing his thing out here. So yeah, if there's somebody you can give a shot to, I would say this guy. 
Okay. And it happens now to this yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? Labels hit me up, asking me about artists all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I thought they were talking about Mula Guapo. And yeah, yep. A couple other artists. Mula Guapo, Full Effect. Yep. Um, uh, Prince Aki Kid. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, just they, they look for young energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my job, at least how I feel like it's my job, at least like, you know, being this guy that's so heavily in, in the CT scene right now, yep. it's nothing to know that, of course, yeah, go for the young energy. There's also other people out here too. You know what I'm saying? Like there's also these guys out here that's been grinding their asses off and mm-hmm. is still making that type of moves these guys are making. They're just in a different light. Okay. You know what I mean? Just take a look into them. Check it out. You know what I mean? Just, that's dope. Just my, it's only my way of just giving off recommendations. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I just I feel like, you know, we could we could turn this out in a crazy way. You just got to give them a little more Connecticut's time. Connecticut's like right on the cusp, man. Absolutely, man. I, I believe like at this point we are at, we are in a sense where we are kind of at our highest point ever in music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is a guy that's been at this shit for a long time now, just saying it, and I feel like I, I firmly believe it. You know what I mean? And um, we just got to keep the ball rolling. We'll be all right. And what about 10 years? 10 years? Um, I want to be sitting in my office somewhere being fat, <laughs> having people working for me at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? And But at the same time, keeping the culture going. Of course. You know what I mean? Um, I know... This is just like I have so many chapters of this shit. If this is something that I want to take completely like a lot more serious, yep. um, I pride myself into being my own boss. You know what I mean? And um, I know my ear is only getting better, mm-hmm. and my 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 knowledge is only like I'm just getting wiser. It's always going to grow. Comes, you know Never going to go so, down. Right, and just of my idea of creativity, I can get out of this world with it. I, I feel like I've proven myself more than once with it. So, oh, definitely. 100%. Um, yeah, man. Just That's kind of where I see you. That's amazing. So is there any more shout-outs you want to give before we end today's interview? Um, Everybody dumb. <laughs> <laughs> y'all go, you feel me, hop in. You know, it's on all types of streams and platforms right now. Y'all go check that record out. Shout-out to my man Mike Flows. Um, yeah, I got an album on the way. Producers, artists, you know, just highlight me. Send beats, uh, send beats to beats to chump at gmail.com and send your song references to songs to chump at gmail.com. And yeah, man, um, I look at my email all the time. It's not like I'm I'm not looking at shit. I'm checking my shit daily. You know what I mean? So, um, I you should see my fucking studio right now. I have like a big ass whiteboard, and it's just. That's what's key. People need to start doing Listen, that more. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just listing off artists whose potential, who might make it, who not. Mm-hmm. Who I'm definitely gonna be on. Who's definitely gonna be on the album? Yep. And it's like I slash it out, and then it's the producers. You know yep. what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, <laughs> it's I'm really at a draw board. Like I feel like I'm about to go bald. <laughs> I'm not I promise you, but you know, it's like I am driving myself nuts. In non-stop a sense, just, it's just non-stop grind just to make sure that this shit is perfect. Yeah. And I'm going to get there. You know what I mean? So, 100%, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, just, but, um, yeah, just can find look you at Chill Shump. At Chill Shump on any platform. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, Gmail, Chill Shump Music at gmail.com. Hey. <laughs> yeah, man. Holla at me. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. This <laughs> ends season six, episode four, and everybody have a good night.